Beloved, as we continue to worship this morning, we invite you to first turn to your Bible or Bible apps to the words of the book of Esther, the first chapter beginning on the 12th verse. Let us receive the word of God. But when Queen Vashti refused to come as the king had ordered through the eunuchs. Now turning your Bible or Bible apps to the words of the book of Esther, the first chapter, beginning on the 12th verse. Let us receive the word of God. Wisdom shouts in the street. In the public square, she raises her voice. Above the noisy crowd, she calls out. At the entrances of the city gates, she has her say. You should respond when I correct you. Look, I'll pour out my spirit on you. I'll reveal my words to you. Receive what the spirit is saying. Thanks be to God. I want to say thanks again to Pastor Ginger and the entire congregation at Foundry United Methodist Church. Thank you for the generous invitation and the privilege to be surrounded by such great, amazing female preachers. Listen now to these Hebrew texts. Esther chapter 1, verse 12. But Queen Vashti refused to come as the king had ordered through the eunuchs. Proverbs chapter 1, verse 20 through 22. Wisdom shouts in the streets. In the public square, she raises her voice. Above the noisy crowd, she calls out at the entrances of the city gates. She has her say. You should respond when I correct you, she says. Look, I will pour out my spirit on you. I'll reveal my words to you. Will you pray with me? God, may these words, may my heart be used to bring light and love. Amen. I wanted to be, to, to be like men wanted me to be, an attempt at life, a game of hide and seek with my being. But I was made of nows, and my feet level on the promissory earth would not accept walking backwards and went forward, forward, mocking the ashes to reach the kiss of new paths. These are the words of Julia de Burgos. She was a Puerto Rican poet and an advocate of Puerto Rican independence. She was a civil rights activist for women and Afro-Caribbeans. For many of us Puerto Ricans, her poetry is the feeling that runs through our veins. During a time when women were called to conform to the norms of marriage and childbearing, Julia de Burgos seemed to follow her own heart and her own inner voice making her own pathways that sometimes led her down some unpopular paths and even some mistakes. 
three of them specifically as she counts them, that ended in divorce, men who could not deal with her independent spirit. But her heart also led her down a path of creativity, born out of a deep desire to see her beloved little island free, her people self-actualized, and the lifting up of especially poor women. I think the hardest thing to do in life is to learn to pay attention to when our bodies speak to us. You know, when that thing happens, when we get that sense, when the inkling of our heart speaks to us. It's hard because so many of us do not trust ourselves. Because so many of us do not think we are enough. Brene Brown says, I believe that finding and speaking with your authentic voice is essential to being fully alive, connected, and creative. Revealing whom we truly are, what we believe and value, what and whom we love, as well as what keeps us up at night and what gets us up early in the morning can be very scary business. She says, Allowing ourselves to be fully seen risks rejection, ridicule, and shame. Stepping into our full voice requires complete vulnerability. I wonder if Vashti knew this. I wonder if she understood the consequences of following her own inner voice that somehow had the courage to recognize a bully when she saw one. Let me tell you about the bully I'm talking about here. I'm, I'm talking about what the opening line of the book of Esther says. It tells us that these events took place when Arasurus, or probably an easier pronunciation, Xerxes, ruled from India to Kush large territory, 127 provinces. He was hosting a party to show off all his conquered territories. This is the same king who insisted on conquering Greece, who wanted to complete the work his father Darius the Great could never complete. So he plunged his entire energy, his entire kingdom, and his entire people into a series of wars and conquests. War means people are killed. War means that people are taxed. War means that usually the most disadvantaged have to give up everything to make it happen. And in the scripture reading, there's also a hint of this. Because this particular party that Xerxes throws is about showing off his riches and beautiful treasures and how great he was. This party lasted six months, to be exact. Can you imagine that? One particular part of the party lasted seven days. 
and was basically a non-stop drinking binge. Xerxes had ordered his servants for everyone to drink and for there to be enough wine for all the drinking that they could do. At the same time that this drinking competition is happening, Queen Vashti was holding a feast for the women in the palace. I think there's something between the lines here. Maybe. Maybe Vashti knew what happens when men hungry with war begin to drink like this. Maybe Vashti herself knew in her own body who the true victims of war are in the first place. Fifteen years ago, the United Nations launched a global study on a Security Council's resolution, resolution number 1325, which recognized the critical importance of women's participation in peacemaking and peacebuilding. They did this because they recognized the unique impact that conflict, increased militarization, and violent extremism has on their communities, on their families, and most importantly, on their own bodies. This hunger for war coupled with alcohol could even be more devastating. I'm sure, even in this moment now, that we are together, there are siblings among us who can testify, who have been impacted directly by the effects of alcohol abuse. Was Vashti included in that number? Was she protecting the women in the palace by hosting her own feast? Well, we don't have to wait too long for that answer. On the seventh day, when the king was in high spirits, the text says, or rather, when he was thoroughly trashed, he calls for Vashti to come to him in her complete royal attire, including her crown. Here it is, friends. Here is the moment when we discover who Vashti is listening to. Verse 12 tells us, but Queen Vashti refused to come as the king ordered. How did this happen? Where did this courage come from? How did she summon the strength to let the voice inside her be her guide? Look, I, I know that the rest of the book of Esther is remarkable. The story of Esther's own courage and saving of her people is one that I celebrate with my Jewish siblings, Kampurim. I mean, really, who doesn't love another day when you get to dress up like a queen, am I right? But Esther's courage doesn't start in chapter 4 of the book of Esther. It starts right here with the courage of Vashti. Vashti's refusal to be treated as an object to be displayed like the spoils of war, given that she herself might have been Babylonian, one of the conquered provinces, was probably a reason for her refusal to come to the king when he ordered. 
But I think there's more to this. Something for you and I to consider about the role of our inner voice and wisdom when she speaks. Wisdom that cries out in the streets, Proverbs says. She beckons us to listen intently and to pay attention to the things inside of our bodies that communicate to us in so many ways. We carry trauma in our bodies. We carry memory in our bodies. We carry racism and sexism and oppression in our bodies. And maybe you've tried to ignore it lately, but I guarantee you this, that this past year of pandemic and social unrest, our bodies have been screaming out to us like wisdom on the street corners. One of the best things I learned how to do as I entered into ministry long ago was learning how to seek out help and to solicit the services of a good therapist and spiritual director. I'm not afraid to say that I've had many therapists, in fact, many spiritual directors over the years because friends, this is part of what it means to listen to that little voice. My current therapist is a petite, soft-spoken Irish nun who is part of a Franciscan spirituality center near Philadelphia. Her accent is delightful, but her intense eyes tell me that she has experienced the world of the living with all its joys and sorrows. Her specialty is focused prayer and meditation. She asks me all the time, Lydia, show me where it hurts. I'll admit the first time I heard her ask this, I wasn't sure what she was talking about. She said to me in her beautiful Irish lilt, I'm not asking you to tell me what you think is happening, something here. I'm asking you to hear your body tell you where it hurts and let that pain inform you. A felt sense is not a mental experience, but a physical one. Eugene Gendlin, one of the founders of focusing as a therapeutic tool says, there is an internal aura that encompasses everything you feel and know about a given subject at a given time. It encompasses it and communicates it to you. Basically, it's that voice, not the negative one, not the one that tells you you're not worthy or the one that tells you you can't do it or the one that tells you you don't have the capacity. That's not a voice, friends. That's fear. And perfect love casts out fear. In, that, in the center of that perfect love, what Wesley might have called a spark of the divine, in there, in that center, that's where the voice lives. It reminds you that you are worthy of respect, dignity, and love. It's the one that comes out every once in a while when we let her to tell us, you deserve more than the way you are being treated. 
or you know this is a lie. We've all experienced it, and we all know the consequences of ignoring it. Vashti doesn't ignore it. Rather, she listens to it, even at the cost of her own crown, position, and even her life. Her choice was so powerful that the king's men feared how it would impact other women and their own wives. What is that little voice saying to you today, friend? What have you been ignoring for a while? Maybe that little voice is doing everything to grab your attention these days, helping you understand that you can take the first step, that you can do that job, or that this relationship is not what you think it is. Or maybe that little voice is telling you one of the hardest things that we have to learn to hear. You are not being your truest self. The good thing is that listening to that little voice inside is a muscle, like courage is a muscle that continually needs to be exercised. Wesley called it moving on to perfection. But that always sounds ominous to me. Rather, I think I want to encourage you to every day find a place or a time to check in with your body, to ask yourself the question, where does it hurt? Or to allow others to ask you the question, how is it with your soul? to let your body show you where that little voice is found and let her come to life and speak to you. Let her voice wash over your fears and open up the courage to be vulnerable and real. May Vashti's choice cast a long shadow of memory over our lives as we consider all of our days. I wanted to be like men wanted me to be. An attempt at life, a game of hide and seek with my being. But I was made of nows and my feet level on the promissory earth would not accept walking backwards and went forward, forward, mocking the ashes to reach the kiss of new paths. Thanks be to God for that little voice. Amen. <laughs>